right, yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome back. Our schedule's finally aligned. Julian's back in town. Well, back at his hometown in Dallas. Uh, what up, bro? How was Georgia? How's everything going? It was fun, man. Um, shout out to Bulldog Nation. They got a lot of pride. Um, you know, it made me want to go to Athens again uh, pretty soon. So shout out to Georgia for letting us host that event. It was pretty fun. Top Golf Live. Um, great couple days. The weather cooperated. It was all fun. Um, but, you know, one thing I took out of that is the SEC does take their football seriously, man. I showed you pictures and videos throughout the whole week, and it was crazy. Um, just you know, the money they invest in that and it's, it baffles me, but you know, that's SEC football for you. And, you know, not going to lie. I enjoyed it. So it was a good time. Yeah. Like I was telling you, bro, I can only imagine like Clemson or like even, I would even say Texas, like just people that have all those boosters and all that. Like that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. I'm telling you, those are better than some of the pro facilities that are out there. So <laughs> like the, the Bengals don't have an indoor facilities, some shit like yeah, that. Something like so. that. So, I mean, that's crazy, but yeah. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad we're recording. You know, we got a lot of catch up, catching up to do. So uh, I wanted to go back to round two real quick. And I mean, we called it, bro. The Jazz, we knew they weren't going to do nothing. They got eliminated in six by the Clippers. And are you at all shocked that they blew game six the way they did? Um, no, not really. I mean, I never took them serious. I hate the Jazz. They're just – I told you that beforehand. I think I said in this podcast yeah, that they're both, like the Hawks. Yeah, they both did. The Hawks. I mean, they're they're a good regular season team. You know, it's just it, – they're going to take steps. If they're going to be a championship team, they had a first experience, this kind of type of failure. They haven't made it – well, I don't think they've ever, ever made it to the second round prior to this in recent years. So, I mean, the Jazz just need to, like, learn how to lose more and more and get closer and closer before well, they – take that leap they did beat the thunder a couple years ago then they lost to the rockets Mm -hmm. but i don't think they ever made it to western conference fight i don't know they just don't seem that serious of a threat i don't know how rudy gobert won to defensive player of the year it's just it always does i like the way draymond green put it you know it's not the blocks and steals it's you know the effect you have on defense and other other opponents and you know that's why i would have picked draymond green over him or maybe even ben simmons obviously um and stuff <clears throat> over him for that award. But, I mean, the Jazz just got ex- they got exposed, man. I mean, Donovan Mitchell can only go so far uh, yeah. with this team. Can only score so many points. Um, this team just needs to find another piece, uh, get rid of Gobert. But, I mean, I, obviously that's not going to happen with the recent extension he just gave him. So, Utah's in a pickle, and it's only a matter of time before Donovan Mitchell is going to want to ask to leave. I'll give it a couple years. Um, should maybe even next year starting where, he, you know, the, the rumors start coming out that he, he's going to want to leave Utah. I mean, you have to think, like, Mike Conley's a free agent. And, you know, are you really going to rely on Jordan Clarkson to be that, you know, 20 to 30 points you need every game? Yeah, like, that Gobert extension just really killed them. Uh, he, he's not tradable at this point. His value really plummeted like it always does. Every playoffs, everybody, all you have to do is go small and, and you're good. Like, he cannot be on the court when they go small ball. And that's what I said, and that's what we both said in the beginning. Obviously, Kawhi getting hurt, you know, I, I was like, ooh, you know, I didn't know how, how good the Clippers were going to be, but it didn't really matter. Paul George stepped up, uh, Reggie Jackson, all those guys, Terrence Mann going off game six. Like, I mean, 
that just shows you Utah. I, I knew they were going to go far. You knew they weren't going to go far. We, we called it from the beginning. Um, you know, it is what it is. They beat the, the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies had all, all they had was John Morant. So, you know, not much of a challenge there. But when they actually have to play formidable, formidable competition, they don't step up like last year. They had a 3-1 lead. Denver figured them out and they beat them. Simple. They almost they almost won, but you know, Tory Craig tried to do a dumbass layup in the end of the game and gave him a chance. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Jazz do from here. They can't run this team back. Um, you know, do do they let do they do a sign and trade for Mike Conley to go somewhere else? Do they pick up some I, I don't know what, what their options are right now, but yeah, Donovan Mitchell, I, he just he got he has to leave. I, th- I said that last year when they lost to Denver. I thought he was going to request a trade there, but he did the extension. Smart, take your money, but you know he he just needs to go somewhere else at this point. Their their cap situations in in flux, like you said, with Gobert ex- extending for two hundred million for whatever reason. But you know we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, shout out to the Clippers though. You know they they finally made it to the Western Conference Finals, so. Um, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I, mean, I just think they they lost that game on first in regular season to, you know, dodge the Nuggets, the Suns, you know, the mm-hmm. Lakers in that first round. So, I mean, crap. I mean, congrats to them, I guess, to making it this far the for the Western Conference Finals to play a, a Jazz team like you said. I wasn't taking that seriously, and the yeah. Mavs took them. Mavs took them seven games. So, I mean, the Mavs aren't. I don't know. Grayson told me this too. Just the Mavericks went back. I know we talked about them last time, but mm-hmm. it's kind of good that they lost. I mean, you just got to revamp that roster for Luka. That, as good as that team was, they weren't championship ready. And They're, they're kind of in, in, in a similar situation because Porzingis doesn't really have trade value. And mm-hmm. it's kind of hard. Oh, I kind of I kind of like disagree a little bit. I feel like there's GMs out there um, that – kind of still see Porzingis as like, oh, they just didn't use him correctly. Um, I feel like there's still some GMs that kind of believe in Porzingis. So I think there's some what trade value there. I think it was just more his failure in Dallas was more on the coaches and not himself. Um, that I don't personally believe that, but I just kind of feel like that some of the GMs around the league do. Um, so there's I mean, still there's some always, value, I think. There, there's always a GM you can finesse. That, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Like, there, there's yeah. always going to be a GM that thinks – we have the we have the team, we have the coaching staff, we have everything that player needs. But as far as Porzingis as a player, I, I, I don't even care about, you know, stats. He can't stay healthy. That that's what I would be looking at. Like his durability is terrible. I wouldn't trade for him. That's the only issue that you know I would have if I were a GM. That's his value for me. If can he stay on the court? And obviously he's shown he can't. So that's my only thing. I mean, of course, you know, like like you said, people are gonna say, "Oh, you know, we can we can get him back to where he was when he was with the Knicks." But it's all about that, you know, durability. And to me, that's why I don't feel like he has much trade value. But you know, there's always a GM that teams can finesse, and I'm sure they'll figure it out. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I was I was I don't know. It, it's like um with Ben Simmons too. We'll get to that in a little bit. But you know. There's always going to be a GM that says, "Oh, you know, we we can turn him into the shooter that we know he can be." Blah blah. blah so yeah, it's all going to come down to that. But Porzingis, to me, I still think he could. Dallas still could trade him. I mean, if they wait another year, if they if he's there next nah, year, they got to trade him. It has to be this off season. Yeah, they that was never capitalized. So, um, 
But yeah, that's um, for the Jazz. I mean, just quite frankly, everyone else, they weren't taking that seriously. And mm-hmm. nobody really, I didn't hear anybody say they were going to win the shit. Um, so this is nothing new to me that will happen to them. Yeah, I don't know. And, and to me, like watching the Clippers that series, that's why I don't think they're going to go to the finals because when you're relying on Pat Beverly and, you know, I know Reggie Jackson's becoming more of a knockdown shooter, but when you're relying on Marcus Morris, Pat Beverly and Reggie Jackson to get, you know, hit three to four, three to like five threes a game. I mean, that that's not a, a winning recipe in my eyes. And they have Boogie Cousins out there who, I mean, he his emotions are worse than Draymond at times. Like he's just getting all mad all the time. He's pushing people. Uh, he forgets the rules and to hit the rim and all this stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, that's why I didn't have the Clippers winning. I had the Suns. We both had the Suns in six. But, like, just watching that Jazz series, I'm like, this is how you guys are going to win without Kawhi? Like, I don't know. I don't see it. And, like, game four in the Suns to, like, kind of, you know, jump to that real quick. I mean, that just showed you like all the miss miss shots. I mean, it was on both teams, but I'm just saying the Clippers, it really affected them. And, you know, they're really missing Kawhi. If they had Kawhi, this would be an easy series for them. But, you know, without him, I don't think they're going to make it. And mm-hmm. that's why I had the Suns winning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, it's just you hit it on all cylinders there. I mean, Kawhi is just – if Kawhi was there, it would be, be a whole different story. But, I mean, just the way the series is playing out, I mean – you it's more you gotta people aren't giving the suns much credit i guess um just with all the injuries they've experienced i mean it's funny though to me because um i seen the backlash from lebron the lakers in the bubble last year talking about how it didn't count blah 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 but i mean to me just this is my opinion but i mean i feel like the suns kind of are having an easier path than the lakers did last year just for the mere fact of the injuries with you know just sticking out there i mean with lebron and ad hurt i mean i know lebron played um, but he was at 100%. I mean, with the Nuggets to Jamal Murray, he could have made a difference um, in that series. Um, I still think the Suns would have won, but, I mean, you know, the Nuggets had a better shot. And then just with this one, they're dodging Kawhi. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe if the Suns make it to the finals, I think is, is Trey, like like Young going to be healthy if the Hawks make it, you know, or is Giannis going to get hurt at some point <clears throat> coming into the finals? Like, you know, it's 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 kind of been a little bit of luck, but, I mean, I guess you need that in the NBA uh, to win it's a championship. The- it's Bucks. the same way with the Bucks, though. I mean, yeah, the Bucks dodged the healthy Nets. If the Nets were healthy, they would have beat them in five. Like that wouldn't even been a series. That's but the, the fact that league. yeah, I know that, that's what I'm saying. Like they just you get those breaks, and the fact that the Nets almost beat them with you know the with the Harden injury and Kyrie not being out there, like yeah, it, the Bucks are benefiting the same exact way. So I mean, it looks like these two are gonna meet. In the finals, uh, you know, Trey Young getting hurt yesterday in game three was, you know, it was a fluke. Yeah, he stepped back. The ref was right there. You know, it is what it is. But it looks like the Bucks are going to be, beat the Hawks pretty easy now if, you know, Trey Young's not going to be 100%. Absolutely. 100% agree. Because if he was out there last night, I think the Hawks would have beat him. You know, no, he, yeah. he only had three points that quarter, but. You know, he went to the locker room and then, you know, he came back and he didn't look the same, but they lost by like nine points. I'm pretty sure if Trey was out there, the defense are, you know, healthy Trey was out there. I'm I'm pretty sure they would have won that game. We would have had a seven game series, but now it looks like a five game series and 
you know, Bucks Suns. I could see it. And I, you know, the only reason I picked the Hawks was because I saw what Trey did to Philly, and I know the Bucks are a little bit different. They have more scoring, but I saw how the Bucks looked against the Nets and how they were getting shut down by the Nets with no defense all year. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't trust the Bucks, and that's why I had the Hawks winning. But I didn't realize that you know Trey was gonna get hurt by a ref. But you know it is what it is. That's like 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 we said, bro. It's that's the way the league goes. You get those lucky breaks, and you know it is what it is. But yeah, um, you know, speaking of the Hawks, I want to go to Philly now. What what were your initial thoughts of them choking that series? I mean, they choked it away. <laughs> I was kind of shocked, to be quite honest with you. Just yeah, I mean, we picked them, but I thought they were gonna beat them. I thought the Sixers were gonna beat the Hawks. In yeah, the, the thing about that is, like, I for me, like, I don't know, because there was another game seven too the night before. That was it, or it's like yeah, uh, it was the Nets uh, Bucks and then the Sixers. Yeah, Bucks. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Nets Bucks one was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I thought the next game, the next day, it was going to be like, oh, like, you know, six is going to take care of business home. They learned their yeah. lesson from game five. Um, but then at the start of that game, I just, I watched it. And I was like, okay, like, the Sixers don't look ready. The Sixers don't look motivated to win this game. Like, the Hawks are coming out firing. And then the Sixers responded, obviously, and then took a good, like, I think they took a lead at some point. But, you know, that's typically how it goes. You know, the home team struggles to start, and then, you know, they pick it up, and then, they run away with it, but I mean, that's Hoxie just responded really good uh, during those moments where they were struggling. And you know, mm-hmm. shout out to to Trey Young though. This guy's a, a monster, and I don't know. Like we're saying, Luca is a is the best player. But I mean, Trey Young's you know he's getting his flowers in these yeah. playoffs, man. I mean, he's no joke. I mean, just the way he's he's playing, setting his teammates up, scoring the ball. He's, he reminded me of Chris Paul a little bit, controlling the pace of the game. Obviously, he's still young. He needs to learn. I, I see there's glimpses of him, like, you know, taking the shot he shouldn't have taken at that point or waiting too much in the shot clock to get a shot up or make it right pass. But he's mm-hmm. learning, and you can tell that he's learning and, and he's growing it from it. And, you know, this playoff experience is going to help him in the long run. He's going to win at least two championships before he retires. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, they just need to build a – I mean, it's not even a better team. They're just not healthy either. Like, DeAndre Hunter's out. Cam Reddish isn't healthy. I don't know. This team, full strength, they could have challenged this Bucks team way. You know, it would have been a way different series than what it is right now. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting too ahead of myself, bro. It's just we haven't talked in a while, so I'm, like, trying to jump all over the place. But um, back to Philly, you know, obviously the, the talk of the town, Ben Simmons, you know, what were your thoughts when – he caught, I mean, he blatantly did not want to take that shot because he didn't want to get fouled in the fourth quarter. I know everybody knows what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, like, from here, from here, like, Doc Rivers said it in the press conference. I don't know if he's a future point guard on a championship team. And all the, you know, backlash and hate that he's getting from the fans in Philly. Do you see him on the squad next year? No, and the reason is because – I mean, you you pointed out that first that play itself. I mean, I saw that live when he yeah. you know he spun around. I was like, oh, like that's an easy dunk. Like he's in dunk it, get the mm-hmm. crowd going, and the sixes are back in this game. Then you know he passed it up, and he, I don't know who shot those free throws, but Fibre. I mean, he I think Fibre missed one of them too, and mm-hmm. that kind of just hurt them, and it brought the whole momentum down. And yeah. I think Doc. I mean, another thing that you didn't point out is just Doc didn't put Ben Simmons at the end of that game. 
Um, yeah, he kept taking them out. Yeah, it was like taking them out, obviously putting him in for defensive purposes, but then he would take them out for offense. Like, uh, that, I think Doc just got kind of frustrated with that and fed up with that, knowing that he needs his superstars in that game, but he doesn't trust in him to be there. I know they addressed that early in the playoffs with Doc saying, you know, it's Ben Simmons. Like, I'm not going to take him out. But, I mean, he did game seven in the most important minute of the game, and that just tells me something. And then I, I kind of had those thoughts when he did those actions at the end of that game, but then, I mean, those thoughts confirmed it with me when – he said that in the interview because that was live too. Like I don't really watch many interviews yeah. after a game, but I was just curious to see what Doc and Ben were gonna say. And when Doc said that, I, I was like, oh yeah, like this, this, this team's gonna be. They know they have a window, and they know Ben Simmons isn't gonna be the guy in Philly no more with Joel Embiid um, so to carry this team. Same thing with Joel. He called him out too at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's like, he's like, I don't know how other, I don't know what other way to put it, but we had a wide open dunk and we only got one point out of it. So yeah. Right, so, there, right then and there, I was like, oh, yeah, it's over. Like, when Joel Embiid called him out, I understand Doc really didn't say much. He didn't want to throw him under the bus. But when Joel did, I was like, oh, yeah, it's over. That, yeah. that, that to me, that can't be fixed. Obviously, Joel has some sort of, not hatred, but he kind of holds something towards him. Where, like, bro, I need you, and you're not helping me out. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could tell, like, during that play, too, they showed a, a they had a video on Joel when Ben Simmons passed it up. Uh, for that, instead of that dunk, that play we're referring to, they should have clipped with Joel Embiid just frustrated. He turned around like super mad. Yeah, I like, he knew. Him. He knew on the spot. Like you, you could have dunked that, bro. Like yeah. why did you do that? But I mean, actions speak louder than words. And what Joel Embiid did there is, yeah, it just confirms what you said in the post game. So I mean, both of them actions speak louder than words, and then he actually said it. So yeah, if it, that if that doesn't show you how frustrated everybody is in Philly, like the players, the coaches, everybody. I think he's out the door. Uh, I mean, there's no other way to put it. But I, you know, I texted you before you went. Did you have it? Did you make any trade packages for any teams to mm-hmm. acquire Ben Simmons? Um, I have two. Um, just the first one is with the Bulls. I mean, I could see him going to the Bulls. Bulls, you know, moving on from Zach Levine. I think that that time there's that relationship's almost up. Um, you think so? Yeah, I, really, I just feel like Zach Levine kind of wants to leave Chicago and go to a winning team. I think he's at that point of his career where, like, okay, look, I, you know, I, I was a star for this team. You know, I had my shine. I think he's just he's in that point of his career, which every NBA player, every NBA player experiences it where they're like, okay, like now I want to win. Like just with Lillard, we're gonna talk about it soon. But mm-hmm. I think he's at that point of his career. Like, okay, I want to win. I want to be with somebody that's already an established superstar in this league. You know, we can dynamic duo it to, to the chip. And I think Levine's ready to move on, especially if there's Ben Simmons rumors swirling around Chicago. I think Levine's going to want to just leave and go, go to Philly in that trade package. So I think the Bulls know that. I'm going to go with, like, Ben Simmons, um, just a one-for-one, honestly, and then one of these teams throws a first-round pick. I mean, I guess the Bulls will throw a first-round pick. I don't know. It's just a matter of what their value is towards each other. If they think it's an even value, then obviously just one for one. Um, me personally, I think Ben Simmons has a little bit more value, so I would have the Bulls just throw in a fucking a first round pick in there. But I mean, I think if that's one that kind of is very interesting to look at. Um, that kind of trade. I mean, my second trade. Uh, this is the only one I had to is the Warriors doing mm. this trade. <clears throat> I'm giving up Wiseman. I do believe that. Looking at his his season report card for the Warriors, I think the Warriors evaluated him enough to like kind of believe like okay, like he's gonna be good, but 
we have a window as well. Clay's getting hurt a lot. I mean, Steph is is going to get old pretty soon, and Draymond's like not there anymore as much as he used to be. I think they understand they have a window, and they're willing to mortgage the future for another chip right now. And I think they're going to give up like James Wiseman and, and Andrew Wiggins just for like salary purposes. Um, Wiggins, Wiseman, and a few first rounders, including the, the seventh and the and the fourth pick. Or what is it? The seventh pick and and the fourteenth pick. Yeah, sorry. And those two first rounders, maybe a third, and then throw in those two players for Ben Simmons. That uh, ooh, I, I think that's too much. Mm-hmm. Well, I think just I mean Ben Simmons can do it all other than shooting. I mean he can he can rebound, he can play defense as great as anybody in this league. He can pass the ball. Obviously, we know that he doesn't need to shoot in this team. I think Steve Kerr believes that like, okay, if I get a facilitator like Ben Simmons, you know you'll have Curry, you'll have Clay out there on the floor with him. And he, you know, if he's already dishing out assists to like Seth Curry and Thibel and, and Tobias, like you can only imagine what he's gonna do with Clay and, and, and Steph in that in that court. The the only reason I don't think Philly does it is because they get another center in return. Unless they flip him right away when they get him, I would just take Wiggins and just give me all your picks. You know, I I mean unless like I said, unless they want to use could do a three team trade, you know. Yeah, they could do that too, but you know, I feel like that's a lot for Ben Simmons. And I'm not saying he's not worth it, but, you know, you said three first round picks and two like borderline stars. You know, like I said, Wiseman is up in the air. Wiggins is what he is. I, I don't know. I just think they would want somebody like Zach Levine to me. That's a perfect trade for Philly because mm-hmm. they get a young star who can take over games. It's not all on Embiid to, you know, do what he has to do. And Tobias Harris, I don't know, you know, he was a no-show in Game 7 as well, so I don't know what they do with him. Do they trade him? But I like the, I like the Chicago trade that you brought up. That's that's the one I'm most interested in. I have three, and it'll transition into Dame on the, on the last one, but, you know, the report came out earlier that Minnesota wants Simmons badly. So, okay, if they want him that badly, then I did D'Angelo Russell and uh, Culver and a first – I think that would get it done. It just mad the salaries match, you know. And again, the the Sixers, I believe they want a, a aggressive point guard. And I'm not saying D'Lo's like a championship level point guard, but you know he's he shoots a lot better. He's more confident, and maybe Embiid and Doc Rivers can get him going. But you know, I just feel like if if Minnesota really wants him that bad, and they offer that, I feel like Philly. If they're backed in a corner, they'll be like, all right, fuck it. We'll just take that trade. Um, or I had Toronto because, you know, the Lowry rumors with mm-hmm. Philly and the Lakers and all that. I had uh, Lowry and Gary Trent and a couple picks for Simmons. That would have to be a signing trade because I know Lowry's a free agent, but I feel like that would work for both sides. Ben Simmons gets a fresh start in a rebuilding team because they're going to rebe- they're going to be rebuilding. I mean, if anybody thinks Toronto's going to be, you know, in the playoff picture and the championship window anytime soon, sorry, Raptors fans, but you got another thing coming because I feel like people are going to be aggressive for Siakam. You know, they do have the fourth pick, and I just feel like they're going to be retooling, rebuilding for a couple years. I don't know if Masai really wants to do that, but I don't I think, really feel like he has a choice right now, to be uh, honest. Um, remind me, I want to get back to that Raptors thing um, after your trades. Okay. Uh, and the last one, I mean, you can go ahead right now before. Go ahead. 
Uh, just with the Raptors real quick, I mean, I think, I do believe Messiah has uh, a lot of big chips to work with this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I did hear rumors the Warriors are interested in possibly yeah. trading Wiseman there for Siakam and, you know, seventh pick, maybe another round, first rounder, um, which wouldn't be bad, honestly, for the Raptors out of the fourth to seventh Wiseman um, and, you know, another first round pick, you know, Messiah might do something, especially with his drafting. I mean, he... He could have something special in Toronto if that happens, you know. You just you never know. And then if you do a trade with Philly and get Ben Simmons, you know, boom, you know, the Raptors are, might be back in it in two years. So Masai has a lot of big chips to work with this upcoming offseason. It's 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 gonna be very interesting. I am kinda I'm I'm monitoring that Toronto situation mm-hmm. uh right now, just throwing it out there. Well, yeah, I, I'm not saying like they're gonna be rebuilding for four years, but mm-hmm. you know, just like not next year, they're not gonna be in a championship conversation. Like, yeah, to play their cards right, you know. Just, yeah, they, they, they get Ben damage. Simmons. That's a huge start, and like I said, it benefits both teams. And I feel like it's good for Simmons. Simmons has to go. I I don't feel like him staying in Philly is gonna help him mentally. I feel like he's drained. I feel like that's why he hasn't gotten better because he always has to hear the criticism at the end of the year, and I don't feel like that like he can handle that much criticism. If I'm being honest, and. Brett Brown, when he was the coach, kind of babied him. Doc Rivers babied him in a way because even though he still took him out, like at the end of the game, I I do agree with some people saying just sit him the whole – like when it was like nine, eight, seven minutes left in the game, just bench him. Like if he's not doing nothing, just sit him. And I understand mm. he, he probably didn't want to because that will ruin the relationship, but the re- relationship's already ruined. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like the fans aren't helping, which – Oh, this is why Doc said what he said because he yeah. he knew that he's in, it's the off season now. Like he, if he would have said those comments about like Benson was being our point guard, um, like prior to like game two, you know, then you know Philly media would have just torn up Doc and that would have just ate Benson as alive. But I mean, Doc knew the situation at the time and he knew they were eliminated and they have a long off season to work yeah. things over and that's why he said what he said. So you're right, that, and that's why I feel like you know. Rich Paul and Clutch play a big role in him leaving too because you know how they take care of their players. Clutch and all them, they when their players are in a bad spot, like you know, and Anthony Davis for an example, you know, once he was once he wanted to go, they got him out of there. So yeah, I feel like Ben Simmons at some point in this offseason is gonna be like, you know what, I want to get out of here. He probably he's probably saying it right now, he just doesn't want to make it public. So mm-hmm. No, and it will at some point. Everybody yeah. listening, it's gonna happen at some point where he's gonna request a trade somewhere. So, so that brings me to my last trade with Portland. I feel like all the Dame stuff that's been happening, which we'll get into right now with this transition. You know, I have Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and a first rounder from Philly to go to Portland for Dame Lillard. I feel like Philly has to give up a lot to get Dame. But, you know, Ben Simmons' potential, Tyrese Maxey actually playing good this year, and then, you know, they can get some picks. Because I feel like McCollum's gone, too. So You already know how I feel about McCollum. Yeah, I already know. And I feel like Portland's going to be rebuilding for sure. Mm-hmm. They got a new coach in Chauncey and all that. So I feel like they're going to be rebuilding. And I feel like Dame, when Dame – when something comes out and it's saying that Dame is frustrated, I'm going to take it serious because he's been ride or die for Portland this whole time. So the fact that he got all that backlash for the, the Chauncey hire and 
how he vouched for Jason Kidd and all these allegations that both of them have. And he got the backlash for it and all that. And how he doesn't like how the team's building the, the roster around him. I mean, I, I feel like this is not, this is another player that's like, you know what, get me out of here, and he's going to leave. Another frustrated player, player empowerment. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Where do you think he's going if you he, if he think he's going to leave? I mean, yeah, literally, literally with Simmons, a swap would make total sense. Just, I mean, Ben Simmons, like you said earlier, he, fresh start in a new place. Mm-hmm. Whether just play with another superstar in Philly, and he would thrive there, obviously. But I don't see it happening. I just think it makes too much sense in the NBA for that to happen. It could happen, but I just don't think it will. Um, I only have two teams that stick out to me when I think of Dame Lillard. Um, and no, it's not the Lakers. I know a lot of people hope it's, you know, they, they form a big three there. And honestly, like, I love Dame. You know, I would love to see him in the Lakers, um, but I'm not going to get my hopes up whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. Portland is – because Portland has a trade on I mean, I don't see Portland wanting to do business with the Lakers unless we offer them, like, Anthony Davis or LeBron ourselves. So, I just don't see it happening. Um, so, the two teams that stick out to me, um, the second team would – the well, the first team would be the Knicks. Um, I mm-hmm. think the Knicks are going to be really aggressive this offseason. Uh, they understood that, hey, look, this is where we're at right now. We're – we're a playoff team. We're not championship contenders, but we're a playoff team nevertheless. And, you know, they, they liked what they built there last season. And I think um, <clears throat> the Knicks are going to be aggressive enough to take that next step. This is why I think they're going to go hard. They're going to try really hard to go get Dane. You know, a superstar in New York. I think that's what they've been craving. Um, so, like, a package I would think of is obviously Emmanuel, OB, um, and, like, yeah, quickly OB, uh, and then, like, Kevin Knox or Mitchell, one of those two. Mm. Um, and then, like, a whole bunch of first-round picks. I would say, like, four, maybe five. Um, so you're keeping RJ. Yes, keep RJ. Um, RJ can play the shooting guard position with uh, Dame. Um, and then, you know, you have still Julius Randle. And I like Nerlens as well. I think, I think they value Nerlens Noel a lot at center, which is why I think they'll get rid of Mitchell Robinson more than they give up Kevin Knox, one of the two. So, um, and obviously, quickly is a guard, but I mean, if you're going to get a guard as lethal as Dame, yeah. you don't need him. Um, and then Obi just has a so, lot of value in him right now, so I think he would be in that trade package. So you think D Rose gets traded too? Yeah, I think D Rose is going to be gone unless he's willing to accept the backup role um, again and you know stay in New York and you know uh, build something there because I think he is content in New York, and I think it's not about the money for him right now. I think it's about you know just appearing at a, at the finals, honestly. Yeah. So I think he's reached that point in his career. I think they keep Rose. So I think a lot of the value is going to be from the young guys to get Lillard and bunch of those first round picks. Yeah, I mean, I the, the only thing with New York is again, would the would the Blazers want to acquire a bunch of you know unproven assets for you know Dame? Which I mean, they might not have any other choice, but. I don't know. I, I just feel like our, if RJ is not in that trade, I'm not taking it from Portland. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. I get you get quickly young guard. You're, you're kind of swapping guards, and you're getting, you know, top in. You said Mitchell Robinson, Knox. I mean, yeah, Knox to me is a role player at this point. We've seen enough of Knox, but yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. I feel like New York for sure is gonna be super aggressive trying to get Dame. Like, why wouldn't they? Because they want a superstar, and I feel like they've proven, you know, they're kind of they're they're kind of back right now. You know, if they had a star, they're they're back for sure. But you know, yeah, I agree with that trade though. Yeah, yeah. the other one you said. 
<clears throat> yeah, and this is the one that I want to see happen. Um, well, I, I kind of see a little harder for Tevin. I'm going to go Dallas. I mean, I know I'm in Dallas, Ooh. but Dallas Mavericks, um, just, you know, going out there and getting Lillard. I feel like Dame personally would love to go to Dallas out of all teams that are out there interested in him. Um, that would be a really nice addition, I think, personally, just him playing with Luca. I mean, it would be really exciting for that to happen. Um, you feel like that would clash in any way? Like, as far as Luca, you know how he loves handling the ball? You feel like he would, there would be any, you know, backlash with that trade if the team pulls the trigger? Uh, I don't think so. I think um, that them two will learn how to work. I mean, especially when it comes to winning. That would be crazy. Yeah. Like, I just think that would happen, honestly. Uh, it's just them to worry, learning how to play together. I mean, Luca's very unselfish. As, as great of a player as he is, he's very unselfish. Yeah. And I think, like like we we said, Lillard's just come to that point in his career where he just wants to win, um, and he'll do whatever it takes for it to happen, obviously. So um, that trade just itself, I would probably say, I mean, Kristoff Porzingis is in there, I think, and that no doubt about it. Um, I think they get – a lot of first round picks. I'll probably say at least four, maybe five. Yeah. Um, and then you know throw in like Dwight Powell, and you call it a day. Okay. So that's my trade. Um, I don't. See, I see the Knicks. Like, if I were to compare both of those trades, I'll pick. I'll pick New York's. Um, but it's just a matter of what Portland values. Do they value Porzingis as the best one out of all the players that we just mentioned from both teams? Right. Um, you know, and how valuable are going to be those first round picks? So. Um, I don't know. It's, it, I think New York has a better shot at getting him, but I would personally love to see him go to Dallas for Luca. Like I would love to see Dallas get him. I mean, just, I feel like Luca needs help, and you know, there's Luca rumors too that he's not satisfied with what's going on there, and you know, they're trying you know, to. You got to keep your player happy. I mean, that's I what I think Dallas is trying to do, and I think yeah. they're trying to really just do whatever. That's why I think it's a real possibility of getting Lillard because I think they're trying to actually, you know, prove to Luca and especially knowing Mark Cuban, like I know he's a very aggressive owner. He wants to yeah. make his players happy. So I know Dallas is trying to fix that situation right now more than Portland is with Bill Willard. So. so I have, obviously I had the Philly one. I'm not taking credit for this one, but again, I feel like it's good to bring it up that that Bleacher Report one with Denver. Denver Lillard with Denver, bro. We talked about this off air. We texted about this. If this happens, I mean, who's stopping Denver in the West? Mm-hmm. Lillard and Jokic and whatever other three guys you want to throw out there in the in the bench. I mean, I, I feel like that would be the the team to beat in both conferences. I know Brooklyn is Brooklyn, but. Lillard and Jokic would be crazy. I mean, the ball handling, you don't have to worry about. Like, the the, the point is, like, the, all the pressure and, you know, all that stuff isn't on Lillard anymore. You have the MVP right there. So, with those two, Jokic can play with anybody. So, and, and plus, I feel like Denver has to trade Michael Porter Jr. at some point. I don't think he's that, like, you know, star player that everybody hopes he is. I feel like his value is through the roof right now, and you have to take advantage of that because eventually he's going to get hurt again. Or, you know, I'm not praying or hoping that happens, but it's the NBA, it's sports, it happens. Eventually, something's going to happen along the line where maybe Porter Jr. has a terrible year next year or he gets hurt. Then the value's gone, and then they're like, well, shit, now we want to trade him, and then it's too late. 
So I feel like Denver would make a lot of sense. Uh, I have That's the a heat. great one. I have the Heat. Um, they would have to give up a lot, but I feel like Heat, you know, him – Jimmy Butler and Bam, that's a championship team right there in the East, too. In the East, we, you've seen the East. We've all seen the East. It's not that strong like we think. I know Brooklyn got hurt, but Brooklyn's an injury away every year from not contending, from falling out of contention every year. So if you get those three, I feel like that that's another team where it's like, damn, who who's beating that team in the East? You know, Dame, yeah. Jimmy, and Bam. I have them giving up, and it's going to be a lot. Like It's going to sound stupid, but they have to give up a lot because, you know, without giving up Bam or Jimmy, they have to give up Oladipo. He's on an expiring. Tyler Hero, Precious Achua, Duncan Robinson, they would have to do a signing trade because he's a free agent. And then they would just have to throw in a bunch of picks. But I feel like, you know, that with Dame to the Heat is another one that Heat culture, he would buy in very quickly and you know, there's a contender right there. There's another big three in the NBA, which is going to happen. Somebody's going to create another big three and we're going to yeah. go back to that era. So, yeah, it all started because of Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn messed it all up yeah. for everybody. <laughs> James Harden messed it up for everybody, giving up on the Rockets the way he did. Mm, and again, yeah. they, and we're back to Philly not trading Ben Simmons for Harden. I would have thrown in a lot more stuff to get Harden if I was Philly, not just Thibel and. Mac are they really going to give up Maxi and Simmons? Like give up more. Hard, imagine Harden on Philly. That would have been easy. They would have made the finals. Yeah, they would have made the finals because Harden to me wouldn't have got hurt. I mean, me and my me and my homie, shout out to Sean. We've talked about this a bunch of times. Like if if um you know a bunch of teams weren't willing to or were willing to give up a bunch of stuff for James Harden, the NBA would be completely different right now. Like Boston. We talked about Miami. We talked about Philly. There's a bunch of Milwaukee. squads that did it. Milwaukee that didn't want to trade Harden because oh, we're giving up too much. Like if they would have given up that stuff, they would have been in the finals. Like it's that simple. Denver. Mm-hmm. Denver was another team. They didn't want to get rid of Murray. And I and mm-hmm. if you're asking me, I would rather have Harden than Murray. Mm-hmm. You know, Agreed. With Jokic, Agreed. oh man, that's disgusting. And then I did this for you, bro, because you know I did it for your Lakers. I. <laughs> I, oh lord okay <laughs> let me hear this. this this is the only way it worked i did it on the trade machine this is the only way this trade works it's laughable but again when teams get desperate to move stars they have no choice they have to take shitty offers look at what hard look at what the rockets gave up for harden like come on half of their ass those assets aren't even on the team anymore uh-huh. but i have schroeder they would have to do a sign-in trade i have Montrez harrell Wesley Matthews, Kyle Kuzman, and they would have to throw in whatever picks they have left for him because I, and it's not enough if you're looking at it on face value, but again, you never know what's going to happen two to three months from now where maybe Dame's like, I only want to go to Lakers, you know, and it's like, shit, well, thanks. You're not helping us out, but we have no choice. So that's the only offer they can get. So those yeah, are that's, four that's, offers for or tra- four trade packages for Lillard. So yeah, that's yeah, pretty laughable. Not gonna lie, the Lakers are pretty sorry. No, I get you though. That works. I get you. I mean, you know, no, if nobody out there wants to pull the trigger, um, they're I, gonna have to take it. But I can see some people. I feel calling. like they would have to throw in Horton Tucker in there too. But oh yeah, Horton Tucker's. I think he has the best trade value, yeah. realistically it's speaking. Him or Kuzma, like I don't know. Who oh, I think team. THT though has it more now. 
I think Kuzma has shown him that he's just not going to be that player that people assume that he would be. I, I myself included in there, thought he would be better than this. Hope, I'm hoping he picks up from this, but I mean, we'll see. That's THT's the guy now. So it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I know we're still in the playoffs, but I, I want to get to the off season already. I feel like that's what always happens every year. It's like, oh, another star's angry. Let's get to the off season. I got to see where he's going next. So. Yeah, I just don't like that. I mean, Lillard, I don't understand why, like, he's very upset right now. Like, I think the Chauncey Phillips hire, yes, it wasn't the preferred choice, but, um, I mean, I, I really do feel like the Portland organization, you know, really tried to listen to Lillard here and try to give him the guy he wants. That's why I don't understand why people are giving him backlash for this, you know? Yeah, like, so, to me, Jason Kidd, okay, he's had, he has those um, domestic violence out not allegations, charge. I mean, he he admitted to beating his wife, and you know, I don't I don't feel like that means that means Dame condones or you know supports him or any way. You know, like he just wants him as a coach. Same thing with Chauncey Billups, like sexual allegations that he settled on in '97, and that means that Dame Lillard supports sexual abuse. Like I I I don't under, again I agree with you. I don't understand the the backlash coming towards Dame. Like he wants a, a basketball mind in in the building. I don't feel like Terry Stotts. He just fizzled out with the with the Blazers. I feel like he wanted a player that he can relate to, that's been in those championship trenches. And you know, I again, I don't understand the backlash. Just, I, don't, this I don't feel is, like this... he, he again. I don't feel like he supports anything that you know they've done in the past. He just wants a basketball mind that he can relate to. In the, this is, this is why I see, I think this is why I think it makes too much sense that Lillard could go to Dallas because they have their coach. They have the coach he yeah. wants. I mean, and then the GM, I guess he's really good. He has good ties with Lillard. Um, I, you know, Lillard tweeted, obviously, that he that was a nice hire at Mavericks part. So mm, it, just, see that. Oh. It, just, it just feels like Lillard um, it's kind of, I mean, maybe these are subliminal messages that I'm like yeah. over, overreacting to, but I mean, maybe. just but the way, like, obviously he voiced, he wanted JCK. There's no denying that. Yeah. That, he you said know? that was the number one guy. So yeah, for sure. And then for him to like, you know, support, you know, the hire of the, of the Mavericks and I forgot his name. What's his name? Nico. 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 Yeah. Like, I mean, somebody tweeted, I was just reading out the tweet. Somebody tweeted for Mavs fans. I don't know Nico. He played D1, has been in a role where he decides which players Nike pursues. Um, he was Kobe's guy at Nike. Players love him. He knows basketball talent and is on his street forward pro. And, you know, and, and Lillard just put facts, quoted it, put facts with, like, exclamation points. So, mm. I mean, just maybe that's just a subliminal tweet to me. But, I mean, it's – I don't know. It's – to me, he's a – he it shows to me he really liked the hire. So, I don't know. It's – the, the the pieces are coming together for for Lillard to go to Dallas. I, I just think Dallas needs to find the right package for it. Yeah, I just feel like basketball wise, Philly and Dallas. Like I said, Dallas, I didn't feel like they have enough. But you know, if if Lillard pushes it, he's gonna go there. It, it always mm-hmm. happens. Wherever a player wants to go and they push it enough, they're gonna go there. Yeah. Dallas, uh, you know, with kid and. Harrison, I didn't know he was that cool with Harrison. So, wow, I, I that all that stuff you just dropped on me right now, bro. I feel like Dallas makes too much sense for him. But again, Philly, Philly has a lot more to offer. That's why I feel like he's gonna end up there. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Dallas. 
Yeah, it's all it's all a matter of what Dallas offers to him, and mm-hmm. and if he, if he's really gonna push to go there. If not, then if he's a, if he's just gonna be laid back and you know trust Portland to trade him somewhere where he would enjoy, by all means, he would probably go to Philly. But if, if, if he's gonna be if he's gonna pull an AD and like want to go to Dallas only, then right, it could happen. If you're Chauncey Billups, do you regret taking that job? Yes, but I mean, actually, no, I don't because I think Chauncey understands the situation. I think he knows that there could be a risk of of uh, Lillard leaving. Um, I think Chauncey just wanted to get a head coaching position yeah. um, and, you know, prove himself out in the league as a head coach um, anywhere, whether he had a start or not. So, um, yeah, I think I think he doesn't regret it whatsoever. Yeah, it's going to be interesting with Portland. And, you know, you know McCollum's out. They're, they said it's certain he's going to get traded at this point. Where he goes, who knows? I've seen Boston. I've seen L.A., mm-hmm. Lakers. Um you know, he, I don't know. I already know how you feel about McCollum. And I don't blame you for feeling that way. He's just very limited offensively, and he's a liability on defense. So, you know, Absolutely. we'll see what Portland does. But uh, Portland, they just really have to take advantage of this Lillard asset. If they're ready to move on, get it as much as you possibly can because you don't want to be like Houston and, you know, get nothing for, you know, get pennies Harden. for James Harden or Anthony Davis. Like, they – to me, they didn't get as much as they could have, but Davis really gave them no other choice. And, yeah, you know those 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 trades like one big player for a bunch of other players never work out for the team that's trading the big star. But you know, if it comes down to Ben Simmons and for Lillard, I think you have to jump at the opportunity because there's not much else out there for you. Absolutely. Do you want to put Porzingis with Nurkic? Like, is that gonna work? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's the best package available. But hey, if he pushes his way to Dallas, I mean that that'd be crazy. But um, yeah, I think we'll leave part one right here and we'll go to part two and actually talk about the conference finals. I know I tried to jump to it a little bit, but you know mm-hmm. we'll get to that right now. So we'll catch y'all that in that part. And thank y'all for tuning into this one. Peace. Peace.